0: Head to com slash knee for more information and to sign up today. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reinald Show, we talk about some advice on making a transition from inpatient or neuro or anything outside of our realm and back into orthopedics or sports medicine. The Ask Mike Reinald Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure you knew about my free online course on the introduction to performance therapy and training. If you want to learn how to get started optimizing and enhancing performance, this is the course for you. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash performance to sign up today. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reinald Show. We are, again, at home, not at Champion P-Team Performance up in Boston, Massachusetts, but we are at home around the Boston, Massachusetts area, other than Mike Spaduto still representing Champion. Um, and we are here, again, continuing to flatten the curve and self-distance ourselves to try to help with the situation that we're currently under. But the show must go on, and we are here answering your amazing questions. So if you have more and you want to ask them, head to MikeReyland.com, click on that podcast link, and you can fill out the form to ask us questions. I'll do some quick intros today, since we don't have any students, because they were all sent home by their schools, rightfully so. I have Lisa Russell, Mike Scaduto dan pope and way down below hi lenny
1: hello <laughs> am i like am i like peter brady, like, <laughs> you're, the, brady punch, right? you're the guy at the oh, bottom
0: <laughs> in the future we need nine we need nine so we can just do the yeah. full brady bunch theme but uh but no I don't, I don't know i think these are going well i think we're doing a good job with the questions right what do you guys think
2: it's awesome all good yeah, works, right I like I mean,
0: might be easier in the future, to be honest. It <laughs> <laughs> may never go back. Let's we'll see how the quality right. comes out, right? All right, here's what I've got for a question today. I'll do the reading. So we have Tommy from Boston. I like it. So, Tommy, whose question is probably irrelevant now because he's probably at home and not working, but we'll still answer it. Tommy says, I'm a newish grad PT looking for advice on shifting my area of practice. I'm an undergrad athletic trainer, but my last three years I've been working in inpatient and outpatient neuro. So he's working in the the neuro aspect of our physical therapy field. But I'm looking back, I'm looking to transition back to sports medicine and performance. What advice would you have for this transition? Question number one. And do you think this is an instance where a year long residency would be beneficial for more intense mentorship? People are still asking that question. That's, that's, that's funny. So interesting. So neuro, which is pretty good, right? And Lisa, you've got some, uh, you've got some experience with some of this stuff. Dan too, right? Didn't you work a little like inpatient at one point or something?
2: No, clinical affiliations, but I, I did see some neuro, my last outpatient clinic. Um, so a little bit, but not much. Maybe, maybe that that's... was me. I
1: had my first job was acute care. I did that for like eight months. Nice.
0: All right, good. So you've yeah. got some experience that went through this. So let's go. So let's let's talk about the transition first before we talk about like some advice on what to do, because I think that might answer the mentorship question. But I don't know. Uh, Len, you, you did. How, how long did you do acute care for?
1: I us uh, see, probably January through like October of my first job, but I wow. did eventually get an outpatient job and worked both jobs at the same time.
0: Oh, wow, wow. And in, what, what in North and Carolina. I got to ask because I just know that you didn't have any yeah. personal interest in that. Was it, they you were just waiting for an opening in that clinic?
1: I was waiting for an opening, couldn't get a job. This was in 2003 and um, ended up working PRN, basically full-time PRN in acute care at Durham Regional Hospital down in Durham, North Carolina, and then got a job at Raleigh Orthopedics, but then worked both the weekends at Durham Regional and did my full time during the week at a uh, Raleigh orthopedics outpatient. So super interesting to Birmingham. Yeah. Super so it, interesting. Was, it, was yeah. it was actually, it was interesting. It was a good combination of acute care to see. I did basically musculoskeletal acute care. So it was like hip replacements, knee replacements and some strokes, but then I would freak out and just go back to the total joint floor and, uh, and just, but it was good to see the, the total joint floor people come out of surgery and, and like back fusions and discectomies. And see where they progressed to after that. When I was in outpatient, so it was a very good experience.
0: Nice. So when you made the transition back to outpatient, obviously I knew I know you had a lot of interest in that. So I'm sure you're you yeah. still st- paying attention to it and stuff. But yeah. uh, but what would you do for for you know to, to get back into it? Especially as a new grad, I think
1: you're pretty yeah. close to a similar situation here. What right. what'd you do to the, feel confident? Uh, I worked in a facility that had a ton of experienced PT, so we're all orthopedics. In North Carolina, had probably, I think we had six or 10 PTs with the doctors right above us. So I, I, I mean, I was freaking out as a new grad, right? I mean, I had no idea. Even though I did a, I did an internship with you, I was done in Birmingham at south for my last internship. And you think you come out all, all powerful and then you get your first like low back pain patient, or your first post-op ACL and you're like, bah. you know, like, what do I do? So I had a ton of PTs that I could learn from and get their advice and talk to them and obviously use my knowledge that i kind of acquired but when you're on your own it's a really different world and you just you know you just you're trying to read and trying to read protocols and trying to just not hurt the person and just make sure that they do well and you don't like result in a stiff knee i remember a stiff shoulder that i had she had a rotated cuff repair ironically and she ended up getting a stiff shoulder and i thought i was like the worst pt when i was down there because like i could not get the shoulder to loosen up but um, I don't know, it's just it was it was having the experience PTs, it was having um, you know, the ability to read and get journals and, and back then, I mean like two thousand three that was gonna date me, but like I don't even think there was a lot of online learning, right? So it's not like I could just take a course online. So you just take a course, I went to Kevin's course, he came to North Carolina, I took his course, um, and I actually got my job. But it was just just trying to get con ed stuff any way I could. Um, and then the company that I work for sent me to con ed course for low back type stuff. So it was, uh, you know, it was just trying to learn and just trying to pick those brains and those PTs. They were very helpful. I'm still friends with them. So very helpful.
0: I I like that. So two big things I got from from that stuff, Len. One was was if you're going to make the transition and it's something you haven't done in a while, it's probably best to try to find a place where you can jump in and be uh, surrounded by some other people with a variety of experiences, so you can have some kind of like built in yeah. mentorships. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I think that's important. And then two very is Yeah. You, you got to have some self discipline to learn right so like just start going to you know a bunch of you know journal articles and and now like yeah now there's no there's no reason not to to yeah, learn I, it, you know yeah. what i mean like you can say all right oh this this great course coming to my town in 3 months but like that doesn't mean you just sit around for 3 months i mean you can sign yeah. up for a couple of online courses in that in that time so Um, Sweet. How about you, Lisa? I know, Lisa, you you know, you've had some experiences as well. I mean, it wasn't neuro though, right? What was your non? I mean,
3: I was on, so I worked per diem anyway. I was at the um, Spalding Rehab Hospital in Charlestown. um, And I hopped between the neuro floor, or like the stroke floor, the spinal cord injury floor, the just like general orthopedic floor, I kind of did, you know, a little bit of everything inpatient um, rehab wise. and. I mean, that was, like, I worked weekends for the first, gosh, five years. Um, so, like, fairly regularly was in that setting. Yeah. Um, so and-
0: I, I know when we started talking about you kind of joining us at Champion, one of the big things was, was that you're like, oh, man, I feel a little rusty. Right, oh, so yeah. so what would you do to not feel rusty? Because and by the by the way, I like how that was. I I phrased that. Did I just compliment myself? I think I did. Uh, but I like, it, but it's it's a uh, it's it's feeling rusty. It doesn't mean you are rusty. It's like it's this like internal like like self doubt that you may have that you may be rusty. But what do you do?
3: Well, so I mean, even before um, coming to champion, I had like another outpatient ortho job, um, and then I just like hadn't been in that setting for a while, even before I came here. And, um, you know, when I shifted over to that job, the like original ortho, I did a lot of online learning. I would, I would watch a lot of med bridge courses during my lunch breaks. I would, you know, like watch, I <laughs> watched a lot of Lenny. <laughs> um, and you know, and I, in the evenings I read a ton, depending on who the patients were, I had, you know, I kind of did what Lenny was talking about. Um, and then in getting ready to come on board at champion, um, you know, I feel like I've kind of constantly been trying to just keep up with stuff and learn more, um, as I've sort of been ramping things up. And I mean, this is honestly, it's the first job I've had where I've actually had good peers and mentors to learn from. Otherwise I've been like on my own, like I've been the ortho job I had before we were in private treatment rooms. We didn't have like collaboration time. I was, you know, pretty much isolated and, um, not a good setting for anybody to work in <laughs> <laughs> not preferred um, so i mean i essentially was like you know first true post clinical ortho like totally by myself um so i depended on the online stuff and um and all of that but then you know, I've definitely, the amount I've learned and how much more comfortable I feel with certain things and just like the resources I feel like I have and having good mentors around me is like a huge difference. Right. Um, yeah. I don't think it really matters what background I had prior, you know, like all of us have that ortho stuff somewhere in our brain, you know, you had to learn it in school, you had a clinical in it, of it in school or whatever. And, um, it's not, not there anymore. It's just <laughs> a matter of like what you're using all the time. You know, I've had Lots of things, even like patients I had on clinicals and whatever popped back up into my head of like, oh yeah, with like this person who was like that, like I did this and this worked and um, it's there. You just don't think about it until you have to use it. Right. So
0: yeah, you know, especially too. Remember this—you uh, know, this particular situation. Uh, we we have an undergrad athletic trainer too, so I mean, you you've got a bunch of experience. Of with Yeah, yeah, you got a bunch of experience here. I, I I really really think that we've all been in your shoes. We've all had some self doubt on on you know if we're prepared and, and feeling ready for this this next venture here. Um, I I personally don't think you need a la- a year long mentorship to be able to work in transition to the outpatient. Uh, setting, I think that's a little excessive. Um, would would you learn a lot? Yeah, absolutely. Um, would it be beneficial? Like, yeah, absolutely. Do you need it? No. I mean, I would say not at all. I don't think you need it at all. Um, everybody's got a little self doubt going into a new setting like that. I, I think if you're a dedicated worker, right, and you can actually put some time in, so you know, Lisa's reading at night. She's going through things, you know, which is really good. What I liked what Lisa said, which is pretty neat too, is It's not just like preparing for that transition, but once you get in there, you're gonna find out like, oh, in in this setting, I'm seeing a ton of shoulders and elbows or I'm I'm seeing a ton of knees and ankles, right? And then focus your learning on that and start there and then you can kind of grow from there based on the setting that you're in, right? So that's the first thing I always say is when somebody's trying to like go into a new setting and you're trying to do that, is get in there. Make sure you're surrounding yourself with good mentors and peers and stuff. That was like I think a big message we heard from multiple people, right? But then the first thing you do is you assess your situation. Is okay. What what am I seeing a lot of here? What because maybe you're affiliated with some surgeons in the building next door and they do a ton of knee surgeries, right? So you're seeing a ton of post-op knees. Figure out what you're going to see a lot of and then seek that knowledge out, right? Then when you get comfortable with that stuff, now you can almost take an audit of yourself and say like, all right, what am I? What do I not feel good at? Is it my evaluation skills my manual therapy skills my treatment design my program system like what do I not feel good at and then seek out those little pieces or joints or sports like oh I don't feel comfortable with the knee I don't feel comfortable with uh, baseball players you know whatever it may be like seek that out but that's kind of like next level stuff so I think that's the best way to answer it in my mind is like you got to work right this isn't just going to come naturally to you but it's probably
1: in your head right what do you got Len what about his question about the residency thing? Should he do a residency?
0: Well, I, I kind of said I didn't think he needed it, but did anybody think uh, th- think he does need it? <laughs> I mean,
1: everybody's situation is different. But to take a fifty percent pay cut, I don't know what your student loans are and all that. But you know, you're probably going to make you know make you know little money during your residency. Yeah, it could be valuable information, but do you want to take that? pay cut and have to move across the country and all that stuff. So I, I don't know. I think working with experienced PT or PTs in a facility is your residency.
4: Yeah. What do you got, Mike? Could be Yeah. I, I don't want to turn it into like a doomsday podcast or anything like that, but it will be very interesting to see what the physical therapy job market is like in six months to a year from now and, and what, how residency programs are doing. And I don't necessarily know if we can guide people based on what's going on in the world right now. Uh, because there's a lot of unknowns, but it, it'll definitely be interesting to see. And I think things will change within physical therapy um, with, you know, more services going towards telehealth. And, you know, maybe we haven't uh, really put an emphasis on that in the past, but I think the market's going to change. Uh, there may be some companies that that go out of business and there may be a shortage of jobs. There may be a shortage of clinics. So I think there's a lot unknown. Uh, I think if I was trying to prepare the next year, I'd probably want to go with uh try to take the simple uh route and try to eliminate complexity from my plan. Um and maybe taking a residency at this point is a little bit risky. You know, I might want to find a, a job that I have good mentorship at a good company that is doing well um, that can offer some you know guidance to me. I think that may be a more secure route at this time.
0: Yeah. That's wow. great advice, Mike, too. And I, I, I really, I like that too. Cause I, I guarantee you this quite, well, I know the question came in through our form before the COVID right. kind of situation that we're in. So how about you, Dan, what do you think?
2: Well, I think the one thing that it was already partly talked about, but it's free and it's pretty easy in your spare time to just go to the clinic you want to work at or a very similar one and just see what they're doing there. You know, um, when I first, Uh, started. um, And I didn't have like a long uh, stent at a neuro facility and then try to go over to orthopedics. But um, I didn't necessarily know if I was completely ready um, to be working in a a sports oriented facility. And I just actually spent a bunch of time um, at multiple different facilities, but the one I ultimately wanted to be at, um, just learning to see how other people treat, um, how do you handle these basic orthopedic problems, how do you handle these basic sports injuries that come through the door, see how they're doing it, uh, start to get the, the juices flowing, like, okay, okay, this person has this problem. I, I kind of remember that. How would I treat that? What's, what's my plan look like? Okay, what do I develop? Okay, what'd you end up doing? Okay, what do you think? And you can talk to the PT afterwards. And, you know, generally, you can just bring some coffee to the clinic and maybe bring you some donuts and they'd be super pumped to have you for the day. So um, that would be my very first step if I was making that transition.
1: I like you know, that a good point. He he works in inpatient. So maybe try to go to the outpatient aspect of that hospital and shadow right. some of the PTs like after work or weekends or something like that and try to get some experience.
0: Right. Nice. Awesome. So t- Tom's a good advice. I think it, it's going to come down to you, Tommy, right? It's going to have to like come down to like you, like you putting the work in right here. But, you know, uh, you know, going, going to do it like an intense residency type thing. Obviously, there's some concerns like maybe in this market or with it right now. But that seems like, you know, just, you know, fear of the unknown. I don't think you necessarily need that. So, uh, so hopefully that helped. If you have a question like this, and we can help in any way, just head to MikeRinald.com and click on that podcast link. And we'll, uh, we'll hope to answer it on a future episode. So thank you. See you in the future. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeRynell.com podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeRynell.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.